Hi there, Star Wars fans, Ouch. and welcome to the latest edition of the Jedi Council podcast. I'm your host for this evening, Alistair Clark, and joining me tonight is the undoubted Snoke to my Kylo Ren, Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. Yes, you see, Alex isn't here, so I can do my own little catchphrase. <laughs> no one to call me Mr. Contrary. Yeah. We've got all the words for you. <laughs> and joining us, you may have heard the dose of the First Lady of the Jedi Council, Mara Rangers. Say hello, Mara. Hello, Mara. Hello. So how are things? How are you? Doing all right. Live and kicking in Maine. Yep. All is good. And Dave, sorry, I didn't ask. How, how are you? How, have you had any interesting Star Wars discoveries recently? Um, short of a find in a charity shop earlier today. No. Um, but today I went, took the, took the boys out, a little bit of spending pennies. They'll root through books and if there's any DVDs maybe that they want to watch for next to nothing. So we, we do that on occasion. And um, whilst was in one of them, came across these, um, a collectible trading card uh, game. It looks like what I've picked up is a booster pack of 60, well, more than 60. There was 145 cards in the box. Wow. Um, and it, it it's, it looks. I've done a quick, quick bit of googling and, and research about it, just to find out what I can find about them. And they appear to be done from about nineteen, uh, late nineteen nineties through to early two thousands, two thousand one maybe. Um, and it, it's called um, Young Jedi um, Collectible Card Game. Um, so I now need to get my hands on the rules because <laughs> I'm going to fuck you said to play it. Uh, <laughs> Such is the problem with picking up a booster pack, I suppose. Um, but yeah, right, some cool cards. I, I, from what I understand, it was the only card game that tied into the, the uh, Phantom Menace. Okay. So you, you, you get the likes of Obi-Wan Kenobi in it, you get Gungans, you get Darth Maul. The, the box I've got is actually Darth Maul. I'll get some photographs maybe and we can put it up on, on a tweet. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. I mean... Collectibles are always vogue, aren't they? Which is a good thing. Oh, cool. Mary, did you have you ever seen a card game like this or did you ever collect anything like that? No, no. I think actually I'm just starting my collecting career. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Other than gifts, I'm really, really bad as a Star Wars fan, but I'm a true fan nonetheless. In oh, my God. Yes. Because you also went to Lego this week, didn't you, Dave, and picked up some stuff? Is that this week? God, oh, God, yes. Um, loose track of time. Yes, this this Monday just gone. It was um, my, was it this week? Yeah. Was it? Oh, God, doesn't time fly, eh? Um, okay, so yes, yeah, so the, the, um, this, this Monday I took my youngest. He was off school for the days. His school had a teaching day, but my wife was back in school. My elder son was back in high school. So my youngest, who's in junior school at the moment, um, he was off. So we went to Lego Discovery Centre in the Trafford Centre in Manchester, or just outside Manchester. Um, and I, I did make a, a purchase um and again I, I i got it for a bit of a bargain there was 30 pound off um 
but it was um, a set that was branded up Rogue Rogue One. Because what for for people who maybe are not collectors, um, one of the easy ways of trying to date packs of Lego, and and you also find this ties into other collectibles as well. It's quite often there will be in the top right hand corner of the packaging or across the top of the packaging, there'll be um, something linking into the the era that it was made. So you you tend to find anything that was done during when the, the Clone Wars were on tend to, to either have a Yoda flying at you or clone troopers on. And then when Rogue One came out, it tends to be the the black. Um, death trooper um, and that tends to it gives you a chance to actually date the pack and say roughly when this would have come out so you, you're looking at a set from 2016 maybe 2017 um, it's a nice nice set actually um, the rebel cruiser that featured in uh, the rebels TV show um, so no, it's, it's a nice set uh, really nice set a nice build very cool, Sorry. and you, you did the classic guess the bag build, didn't you, on Twitter? Yes. Can you remember yeah. who won it at all? Or am I putting you on the spot? <laughs> ooh, ooh, it was. I think it was Bosk. It, it was one second. I'm actually going to go onto Twitter and I will find out. But I'm I'm ninety percent certain it was one of one of the guys that's on Twitter called Bosk. Right, one second. You caught me on the hop here, so I don't have it to hand. I always do this to him, Meryl, and it's just us. It's my <laughs> yes. little game. I try and find something to catch him out. <laughs> you, you are, yeah. I'm going to say a word to that. <laughs> I better prepare myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for later. Bos- Bosk's Bounty. Well, congratulations to Bosk's Bounty from everyone in the Jedi Council, then. Congrats. So let's go. We follow them; they follow us. So hopefully they'll they'll pick up on the podcast. Perfect. So let's get on to the main part of the podcast, and of course we always start with a news roundup. And we haven't uh, had a podcast for a couple of weeks, so there's a few stories to cover. Um, Number one, of course, is we touched on the last podcast that episode nine had just wrapped as we went online. And so since then, we've all had a chance to have a look at the photograph that came out a little bit more. The first thing that really struck me is the fact that it's set on a desert planet. So wondered if they're going back to where it all started. Also, Ray appears to be holding what doesn't look like a lightsaber, which is of quite a lot of interest. But what really shone through of this is the fact that I look at the three of them, um, Ray, Finn and Poe, and I don't personally have that emotional connection to them that I did in the original or prequel trilogies of the main characters. And so I just wonder, did either of you spot anything in the photograph? And what is your feeling about the current big three, as some people refer to them as, as against previous generations? I'll, I'll let you answer this one first, Mara. Oh, um... I did. <laughs> Can you rephrase the question? <laughs> so, so you've watched the the two films in the current trilogy, yes. Uh-huh. And there's three main characters, really: Finn, 
Poe and Ray. And how do you compare that to, say, the original tr- trilogy of Luke, Leia and Han, or the second trilogy where you've got Anakin, Padme and Obi-Wan is, is really running throughout? What do you think about the big three in each films? And Because and, I, I find it really hard to be as invested in the current three as I was in the previous. I, I, I don't associate them with it, to be frankly honest with you. There is not a, there's no tie-in like there was when we got the prequels, in my opinion. Um, Because we had the established characters of at least Obi-Wan and Darth Vader being Anakin. So going back in time and giving us Padme on top of a young Anakin and Obi-Wan. For me, I think I had more of an investment of like, oh, it's uh, how are they when they're young happens, you know, looking forward to it. I have no emotional connection to uh, either Ray, Poe, or Finn. If I did out of the three, it was it was Ray that I can connect with her on a personal level in some aspects, honestly. Um, so she is probably the one I am most invested in in the new trilogy, but I, I, I don't connect them at all. And maybe that's the point. Is that the purpose? Well, I wonder if it's part of the problem. Um, and Dave, a lot of people who do feel that lack of connection say the fact that you never really ever have seen the three of them together and indeed of course Poe was not supposed to even last this long in the original rights of the scripts do you think that there's a problem do you find the same chemistry with this trio as as in years past I'm I'm possibly in the same camp as as Mayor on this one Um, for me they they're not a team. Mm-hmm. If 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 you go back to Han, um, Leia, Luke, they were together. Even even when they got split up and what have you, you you, you had the three of them on the Death Star together. You had the three of them cementing their their partnership together um, in the Millennium Falcon when they escaped from that. You then had the three of them on Hoth together. Um, yes, they then split up and they, they go about their own things, and then it becomes Han and Leia's adventures on Cloud City before Luke, Luke tries to rescue them, um, and then ultimately needs rescuing himself. And then in the final movie, all three of them are reunited at Jabba's palace, and all three of them stay together all the way through the the Endor escapades until Luke hands himself in to Vader at the very end. So. I, I can see why possibly people are saying that there isn't, you don't get that at the moment. When you watch what's happened in the last two movies, you've got Finn. You, you, okay. So you've got, you've got Poe on his own. Then you have Finn on his own. Then you have um, Finn and Poe for a short period of time, very short period of time, really. And then, Finn and Ray for for a longer period of time, and they they have a more of a connection for me. That they have more of a connection. Then yep. you, they, they, yeah. Then they almost go. 
Poe then, yeah, then Poe's on his own launching the attack on Starkiller Base while Finn and Rey are on the base. Um, and in part, that's because Finn's wormed his way into the mission to, to try and rescue her. Um, then in the second movie, they are all just split up. Rey's with Luke for most of the movie. Finn is with Rose, who's introduced from nowhere for most of the movie. And Poe is on board the ship just being frustrated all the time. So, and if anything, Poe's character at that point, I would say from the first movie, he was portrayed as as the heroic, knowable, rogue, maybe a little bit of a Han Solo-style character. Whereas yeah. in the second movie... Um, his his character is is very much toned down. All of a sudden, it becomes reckless. All of a sudden, it becomes less knowledgeable, less influential, less less important. And he he's he gets sidelined for much of the movie. Um, and I guess in in a way, you've got the Rose Finn shoe on the in to try and create this camaraderie with a, a fourth character. So I don't know. I think it's interesting when you see the, 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 the photo that was released by Lucasfilm, that's the three of them and there's no rose in that picture. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, also for me, what was interesting in that movie, in that picture was the fact that it was all three of them. So I'm assuming none of them die. Yeah, possibly. Well, I mean, it depends on the sequence in a filming, doesn't it? But but when you were talking there about Poe in particular, and I know Mera's caught up on Resistance, as have I, Poe's becoming quite an interesting character in that series, and I think his his backstory is being, um, being sort of... Uh, you see a lot more of him in the Poe that we saw in The Force Awakens. And um, it was particularly interesting recently, Dave, that they actually showed spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen resistance um how starkiller base came to be by testing for that type of base on different planets in the outer rim so it's really interesting what's going on and and i'm quite impressed with the last few episodes mera if would you like to talk about that a little bit more yeah, I I am glad I finished. I went back and watched. I binge watched actually until I got about cross-eyed, but I'm glad I did. Um, the 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 story got better. I got a little bit. The characters definitely developed um, more. It seemed um, they're still a bit annoying, aren't they? A little bit. They're still a little quite bit. annoying. <laughs> yeah, I still can't take. Um, um, Errol had to Kaz. Kaz, yeah. Listen to no. him. Space. I should know his name. Um, as an ace pilot, I still no. don't. I still don't get that uh, credible, like, oh, you are an ace pilot and you're undercover and you. But no, I don't get that. No, but, that was a great impression, yeah. by the way. That was big. <laughs> but, um, but um, no, I agree. It's it's you almost have to sidestep the characters and concentrate on the plot. And you think, oh, okay, this is this is kind of interesting where this is going, and I see how it fits in and builds in a narrative. I'm, I'm particularly interested in the in the politics of of people and why they're accepting the first order yes. as 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 after they've been through everything they've been through. So that's the kind of stuff which is really interesting me in the series, as opposed to the childish characters still. Yeah, yeah, 
No, it's the reoccurring theme of, you know, it looks great. We're here to protect you. I mean, look how Hitler had started off. Yeah. You know, we want to make it a better place for you. We're going to take care of you. We're going to do whatever. And then all of a sudden you get the real, the reveal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sorry, Dave, if we're, if we're spoiling some stuff here for you, I'm trying to keep it big picture so that you have to watch it still, but there is, but there is one scene where the, where the characters have a, a conversation where Kaz is saying to his, to his partners that that the, that um, the first order are really bad. Can't you see that? And they say, well, for the first time, there's no pirate attacks and uh, yeah, there's plenty of food around. You know, it's all the food here. They go, yeah, actually it's pretty great. And someone goes, yeah, but then we have a curfew. Yeah, we're not allowed off planet either. So uh, yeah, I suppose that's bad. But it's interesting how you're getting those layers into this now about yeah. why people accept something like the First Order for security and food. Um, I kind of really like the way they're doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have we got any more comments about the photo before we move on? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Brilliant. So let's talk about The Phantom Menace, which I can't believe is 20 years old. It just makes me feel so old when I think about that. Um, And so it's been announced that on Monday, the 15th of April at Star Wars Celebration, The Phantom Menace will get its proper due with a special panel. And so I wondered, we've seen recently for things like um, Clone Wars, where there was huge announcements and special guests, and, you know, we've seen all kinds of characters appearing at recent celebrations. So, Dave, let's start off with you here. What surprises do you think this panel might hold, and who would you like to see in terms of cast members? Well, the celebration um, special releases that that hasbro are are providing are the six inch darth maul and obi-wan kenobi from what i understand um and the donna's card backs um to go with their new six inch um vintage range so i'm hopeful that there'll be an obi-wan kenobi actually um or, or um Ewan McGregor, as he's, he's more commonly known. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's Obi. He's Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think other people might know him by a different name. Um, <laughs> and and hopefully Ray Park. Mm. He's already confirmed, so that is he is confirmed news. there. Yes, but not necessarily on the panels. But so I hope he is on the panel. Yeah, and and there's there's also obviously some some other people. I mean, will Natalie Portman show up? That would be quite cool. Christian Aitken was not in Phantom Menace. No, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. But would Jake Um, Lloyd do it? Didn't he retire due to it? Uh, Yeah. Um, So I honestly, I would be very surprised if Jake Lloyd showed up. Yeah, he There's went through also... a lot of grief afterwards, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. He, got quite, he got bullied quite a bit, so that's Poss- not that's not cool. Too young to be thrust into the limelight quite the way he did, maybe. Yeah. As as quite a few child actors end up going yeah. off the rails, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, and at the first ever celebration, the producer of the prequels, Rick McCallum, turned up. And I've never seen this, but I've heard other people talking about what an absolute legend this man is and the way he speaks about Star Wars. Have you ever heard of him? Because I know a lot of people are hoping that he turns up. No, well, I've not heard him speak. Only on the videos, right? Didn't he do... um... Uh, like special editions, Dave, on those DVDs. If you got the, the um, uh, what do they call those? You know the bonus content. Bonus, yes. Yeah, yeah. he's talked a lot on those. He's very passionate about it. At least, at least back then. Okay, yeah. I've 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 not. Um... I I haven't seen it myself, but I've I've heard other people talking about how amazing he is and his knowledge of Star Wars is exceptional. So looking back and thinking that it's twenty years old, do you think the film is still hell, or you, do you still like the film? Because I have a sense that actually, the longer we go away from the film, the more it's liked because of the nostalgia factor, where people start to look back at it and think that was my Star Wars and that Star Wars, and that's when it was good. Um, I, I can see that creeping in in the fandom, and I wonder if you've seen that as well. I've never had all the the the, the bad feeling about them. I've always enjoyed them. Um, I, Attack of the Clones was was a bit of a dip. The the storyline wasn't as strong for Attack of the Clones, but still brought us the likes of Django Fett and still introduced the clones. Um, but for me, Phantom Menace—it's always been a movie that I've enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, I I I love it, and I still I I don't know if you ever got the books because when the film came out, you used to get the screenplay at the same time. Yes, and yeah. I remember—I don't know if they still do the screenplay, but I I remember reading it practically the day after it came out. I think I read it before I watched it. Um, I think that sort of thing did happen back in that time. Um, I, I, so I was reading all these names. I had no idea what it was about, but I loved it. And I still have very, very fond memories of reading that book. So do you remember it like yesterday, Mera? I do. I do. And I liked it because it was Star Wars, but I, um, it's not my favorite. It's, it's probably. Why is that? Um, I, uh, I wanted more of, um, I don't know what I wanted more of. My theory of the prequels is is that Phantom Menace could have been the first half of the movie. Attack of the Clones could have been the second half. And then we could have had two good movies of, you know, the third being Darth Vader. Yeah. So we'd have Revenge of the Sith being episode two. And then those 30 years in between um, when he turned and, you know, the babies, the twins... You know, that that's my theory. So I didn't think it needed a whole movie, right. but I liked it because it's Star Wars and we got, you know, Qui-Gon, who is I, I really like the character and a little bit of Obi-Wan. But Obi, I, I wasn't really impressed with it. So I don't know if it's because I'm older that I, you know, uh, I wasn't I didn't hate Jar Jar. He wasn't my favorite, um, but definitely not the hate of people that have it today i think that's ridiculous but just my opinion about that but um because i think he's he's fine and he was there for the children but um yeah it's not my favorite it's it's probably my least favorite in the six wow okay and um okay so to take that that further 
Um, do you think that the Clone Wars animated series has changed how people think about those three? Because I, I think the Clone Wars was a real high point of animation and storytelling in general. And when I look back at the second film now, I, I do think about the Clone Wars, the animated series as well, and the lore and the storytelling around it. Do either of you have that at all? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's helped. I, I think for me... The Clone Wars cartoons made Attack of the Clones a better movie. I, yeah, I think what what didn't work for me because I know we were talking about Phantom Menace here, really, but but for Attack of the Clones, what didn't really work for me was I don't think George Lucas was very good directing no. people. Right, no. it was very good at directing large scale things happening is very good at understanding where the story was going which is why i think in the first the original trilogy it worked because he had other directors on board who were perhaps better with with making the actors work if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah whereas in the in the second trilogy that came out and you saw it in all three really you you had strong actors and strong uh who who could carry the story so you had the likes of um um McGregor, i can't remember his name again um, McGregor, Liam Neeson, yes and these were all good actors to start off with yeah. so so give them a poor script and they can make it work because they're good actors yeah. um and and I think what the film highlighted was that where you didn't have as good an actor um, like Christian Haydenson, I'm sorry to say, um, it didn't work as well. And so in the second movie for me where they were trying to direct this love interest between Natalie Portman and Christian Haydenson, it just fell flat for me. It, it it wasn't the best acted, but because it became such a large focus of the movie, because it was almost like setting it up for how the, the, the twins were, came about, it became too much of a focus of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing about Hayden's acting, I mean, I've seen him in what Shattered Glass. Did you see that movie? I mean, he really, he acted that very well. I think that he needed a stronger... Um, he really needed a stronger director. Yes, and I, I think that's that was that's where I was going with that because you also yeah. saw that first one. Um, the ones that had strong actors, the scenes that had, and the good thing about the first movie was that you had Liam Neeson throughout most of that. Yeah, and and uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Right. yeah, and I think that's what made that. Because even Natalie Portman wasn't really polished. She wasn't. No, and, you, and again, you could see that in the second one more so. Yeah, but but in the first one, she had strong characters, strong actors around her to mm-hmm. to keep her going. Oh, I would love to see these directed by a very strong director. Yeah, yeah, I love George it, Lucas. It's strange yeah. that we're yeah that we're actually criticizing George Lucas here. Uh, yeah, no, and I love him. I love him to death. He gave us the best story ever, in my opinion, he did. one of the best. Um, and it's just uh, he should have let somebody else direct because his story was brought to life so well with Empire and um, 
um, Jedi. I, I just, um, what a wonderful story. What a wonderful story. And if he had a stronger director for the prequels, oh my gosh. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, if you go back and, and think about the worlds that George Lucas created and the, you know, the, the how the aliens looked, how bars looked, how mm. the mise-en-sense of every single film, it's mm. insane to go back and think it just has not aged at all. Mm. And actually, if I, if I was to make any wider criticisms of, of the more recent films, both of them, is that the aliens to me don't have the impact as they did in both the originals and the prequels. And they don't have the same colors and the same vividness. And it seems like, you know, they, they all came out of George Lucas's head. It's a bit mm. like George R. R. Martin when he does Game of Thrones. That That's one man coming up with all that stuff. And just because you're brilliant at creating all those worlds doesn't mean you're the best person to direct people, as you say, Dave, and put them in the right place and give the right performance. So I, I agree with your analysis completely, both of you. But I, I would say if you moving into the, the sequels now, one of the issues that I've had with that as a, as a general thing, because you brought it up about aliens, is that you don't tend to find that the aliens have as much impact on the story neither. No, that's true. If you go back to all of the the OT and then the, the, the prequels, you had the likes of Bib Fortuna, you have the likes of Jabba the Hutt, you have the likes of Yoda, obviously. Um, but you also had the, the creatures that they rode from the, the Tauntauns, um, which which all added to the... the and the, the Banthers, which were like... There were elephants in real life that had been dressed up to to look like these things. Mm. So the the animals, the animatronics, the aliens that featured in in the OT and then the, the prequels, they had much more of an impact on the movies. What you're seeing in the sequels is much more just people, which which no offense could just be an episode of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. No, I can understand that, and I, and I think the problems compounded with what we said earlier is that we don't particularly have a, a huge connection with who are the stars. The, for most of us, the most interesting character development has been Kylo Ren, who's yeah. not even in the big three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had high hopes for Poe um, because yeah. for me, they were setting him up as a as a Han Solo style character, and and. And Finn almost as the Luke Skywalker naive farm boy type yeah. of that character. Uh, but anyway, going back, God, we really do digress, don't we? Uh, <laughs> um, so going back to the Phantom Menace because it's the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. Um, I, yeah, I always loved the movie. Um, Jar Jar was an interesting character. Um, he, as as Mara said, he was something for the kids. But it's like it was the movie that gave us Darth Maul. How can that not be good? Who's possibly come become one of the most iconic villains in history? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't disagree. Don't disagree. Oh, um, the way he moved. It was just wonderful. You hadn't seen anything like that before. I yeah. mean, our, our our saber battles were. We're definitely not Darth Maul. Yeah, so, I mean, if you if you look yeah. at the jumping saber battles between yeah. the OT and the prequels, it's just 
they're, they're light years apart in terms of what they were doing. It was incredible. Yes, it, it, it went from almost the you know the oriental um, bamboo. Yes. Yes. Parts. Yes. It was very much like that in in the original trilogy, and then it was it was balletic by the time it got to the sequels. Well, the, the prequels, sorry. <laughs> I'm confused too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and Ray Park, to be fair to him, I'm like, he choreographed them, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And he brought an entire new level to what a Jedi and Sith was, was like to fight. Yeah. Very, very different. Yeah. Well, I've seen stuff like that before, so. You've seen it in martial arts movies. Sorry. No, go on, Dave. Go on, Dave. I was, I was just saying the only the only place you would have seen something like that was in martial arts movies, and you would only possibly have seen that if you was interested in in what was at the time quite niche style movies. Yeah. yeah. No, I I agree a hundred percent. And um, so I've I've had a little bit of a, a Star Wars. Uh, marathon of watching films so I've watched the original trilogy and Solo and a bit of the last series of, of Rebels recently and you know I'm, as you know I'm not a big fan of going back and telling stories about previous things but I have to say when I was watching um, when I was watching the film and you see Lando and Han meet up for the first time I actually kind of thought I know how this all happened because I've seen Solo and um, I didn't expect to feel like that, actually, even though I really, really like Solo. I didn't think I'd feel like that, and it was interesting that if you go back and watch it now, I don't know if either of you have, because the universe has been filled out a bit more since Solo, it, it kind of all ties in a little bit more, which I think shows you what a good film Solo was, because it does naturally fit in with, with the established timeline. Mm, it does. I, I had the same feeling with Rogue One as well, though just because the way that Rogue One builds you up to the moment that you see the, the original movie begin. Yeah. Because um, I, I saw um, there was, it was done not long after Rogue One. Someone had managed to piece together footage from, you know, like the discarded bits that they'd not used in the end. Right, and it showed Luke looking up at the sky and, and with his um, binocular type things, watching. He was watching like explosions above Tatooine, and he then chatted to Biggs because he, he as soon as he'd seen that, he like raced off to um, his anchor head where Biggs and the rest of them used to hang out, and he grabbed Biggs' uh, dark lighter and he dragged him outside and told him that I'd seen a big space battle, I'd seen something up in the sky type of thing. Um, and and someone had, um, had spliced that into the very end of Rogue One, and then the bit where it then picks up with um, the beginning of A New Hope, where mm. the Tantive Four drops into orbit over Tatooine and is being shot at by the Death Star. So I, I just thought that was a fantastic bit of joining the two movies together. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen that, but I think I'd appreciate that. Um, yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, so moving on a little bit here, this is, this is a sort of light touch news story, is that the French 
Fencing Federation have announced that they will recognise lightsaber dueling as a competitive sport. Now, I think it's a brilliant idea to get people away from their computer screens, obviously. But my question is, do you think it should be an Olympic sport, guys? And would you participate? <laughs> no, but I would participate. <laughs> <laughs> would you be in the uh, the main lightsaber club, Mera? Yes, I would run it. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Dave, Dave, how do you think you would fare? Do you think you could do it? Because you represent I, I, Britain? I'd, I'd flip that around from what Mara said. Uh, she said, no, it shouldn't be Olympics, but yes, she'd do it. I'd go the other way around. Yes, I think they should do it, but there's no way I'd be good enough to do it. And even worse, would you, would you take one of your precious lightsabers out and use it? Well, that, that's the thing. It, the, the question is, what would they use? Um, cause I, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the, the sport was. It was bow staffs, wasn't it? The, the, the Chinese the Oriental... With the bamboo sticks? Yes. Is it bow staffs or, bow, or something like that? So, I don't know, because you couldn't use a toy mm. lightsaber. Well, I think you could. Not a well, toy one, but but one that doesn't break. <laughs> well, thanks for the clarification there, Ali. Well, <laughs> well, you know, most of these things are slide down all the all kinds of nonsense. Yeah, but this is, but you know, like the the super hardened glass versions that they're, they're supposed they're supposed to be some indestructible versions out there. Wouldn't that be really cool? Yes, if they, if they were indestructible. I mean, it would particularly hurt if you hit someone with them, I'd imagine, as well, which could be quite but good fun. But that's no difference to when people are actually using swords or or, or the, the staffs. It's different. That, that said, they tend to be padded, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. The fencing, that sort of fencing. thing. Yeah, and fencing tends to have their, their face guards and the foils often, they've got like a... They're, they're literally lunging at each other, aren't they? They're not necessarily thwacking each other across the head with them. Yeah. Nerf well, okay. They're going to yeah, be made on the nerf. <laughs> what colour would your lightsaber be, Mera? Oh, my goodness, what colour? Yeah, you can be all um, Mace Windu and have purple or whatever you like. Oh, I don't know. I sort of like the yellow or white. White? Oh, Ahsoka. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Can Dave? You make that one as a nerf one, you know, nerf. That would hurt. Isn't that just um, pipe lagging? Yeah. I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. I just know it doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I digress. No, not at all. Dave, uh, I think it'd be red. I knew it'd be red. I was going to suggest that. Yeah. yeah, I think you might have two ends as well. Yeah. Really? I can uh, see that. I'd quite like an Ezra one that turns into a gun. Just in case I start losing. I was gonna say that's cheating that, isn't it? That's that's not Sounds like saying, me. What are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, after that small uh, interruption, um, Galaxy's Edge. 
Galaxy's Edge. Lots of news about Galaxy's Edge uh, this week. Now, as you may have noticed, there's a couple of members of the Jedi Council missing this week, Alex and Andy. And Alex in particular, I think we need to talk about this in any real depth. So just to bring you up to date, last week, Disney invited a number of journalists around Galaxy or into Galaxy's Edge and gave them a sneak preview of, of everything that we'll be seeing. Um, they revealed many of the toys, the merchandises. They gave us an idea of characters, who they'll be interacting with. And it's so immersive that they're going to have all the drinks there. Alcohol will be served as blue milk. And we're expecting it to open in around August time um, in California and then later in the year in uh, Florida. So there's lots and lots of news here. Um, I'm not sure if either of you had real time to digest this, but if you could just pick out one interesting thing about Galaxy's Edge, what would it be, Dave? Oh. Okay, the, the, the one thing that's come for me is I never realised it would be quite so immersive as mm. it's looking like it will be, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, I... Disney and Universal and all the big like like film sets and what they can create in theme parks. It's always at the at the, at the end of the day you're still inside a theme park if that makes sense. It's, um, and so it's it's just plastic and and tap to some extent. It sounds awful, that. Um, but. From what I've seen, this this I think they've moved it to a different level. Mm-hmm. Really does look a lot more realistic. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, Mary, have you had a chance to digest any of it at all? And do you have just one thing that you'd like to talk about? I want to go to the droid depot. <laughs> why is that or maybe you should not tell us that until later because we've got a, a special feature i'm not saying but my second is the millennium falcon uh smugglers run right that was awesome <laughs> it does doesn't it i am utterly amazed the fact that they have managed to build full-scale replicas of the Millennium Falcon, TIE Fighters, and Attacks. I cannot believe the scale of this place, that they can build those. It's just insane. I think, I think to your point earlier, Dave, about how immersive it is, I think it's just never, ever been tried in this way. I mean, I've been to the Harry no. Potter the Harry Potter experience a few times now in Florida, and every time I feel like I'm transported. It's so in detail, right, that one of the stations that's obviously King's Cross, if you read Harry Potter, it looks like King's Cross Station inside. The signs are the same. It's all the same. It's ridiculous. You could literally be in London apart from in 30-degree heat in November. Um, It's incredible. But I think this could be on a completely different level to anything we've seen before. So I'm actually more excited for it now that I've read the articles. Are you both? Yes. yeah. I know we've both had conversations about pricing and I think we'd all agree we think it's a bit too expensive, but I think the excitement level is, is real for this now. Oh, yes. And I want to eat everything they have on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not. Yeah, maybe go on. Different. Like what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I, I'm kind of, uh, I like meat, but it doesn't like me back. Um, but I, I kind of eat it anyway. But they have, you know, vegan dishes as well. But these, I don't know. 
I don't know. They're they're just like luscious. <laughs> and a mere twenty dollars for a burger. <laughs> oh. Well, it's a once in a lifetime thing, right? <laughs> and you've already paid thousands to get there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. You might as well properly max that credit card out once you're there. <laughs> might as well. <laughs> that's, that's quite a depressing thought, isn't it? No, don't be depressed, Dave. Don't be depressed. Think positively about the great things about it. <laughs> so when we all get there, we have to have a bloody rancor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let people look that up. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Okay. So we're going to move on again. Now this is this is something different, listeners, and. I've tried something before, and I think we can all agree that when I tried fan theories on these two, it turned into an absolute disaster. Oh, dear. <laughs> However, today, we're oh, going to no. do the inaugural, hope the answers are right, Jedi <laughs> Council quiz! Oh, dear. <gasps> the crowd roars. <gasps> Don't hear the excitement from you guys, I expected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we're the lucky schmucks that are doing this. <laughs> Why do we're, the ones think we're doing look, it this week? Yeah, so we're going to look stupid, aren't we? Exactly. Because if I was on there, exactly. I'd probably get none. I'd probably get none. I like that. Exactly. Great. First question, Ali. Okay, so pens and papers oh. at the ready. The way that we're this is why you told us to bring pens with us. I did, I did. So the way we're going to do this is I'm going to read out the question. I can repeat it if you like. But I require you to write it down, and perhaps you can show me evidence of your workings later. No, I'm joking. We'll work it out later. <laughs> but wait, wait so, a minute. We have to write the question or the answer? And the answer? <laughs> Stupid. You could write the questions as well. I'd rather have more time to write my answers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. You ready for question number one? Yes. Which is the only film of the original six in which the desert planet of Tatooine doesn't appear. Oh. So I'll repeat that for you. Which is the only film of the original six in which the desert planet of Tatooine does not appear? Do you have an answer, Dave? One second. Um, Wait a minute. How many times really... do we have to? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you um... have as much little time as I decide as Quizmaster. Right. I think I, think I know. Mary, do you have an answer? Uh, the yeah. Okay, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Okay. You've had enough time. You, you can write one of these. So, okay, question number two. Which prop ended up nicknamed the pork burger by the special effects crew? So that is... In the original six films, which prop ended up being nicknamed the Pork Burger by the special effects crew? The what? The pork. Pork burger. Remember, Mary liked her meat. Pork burger. Hmm. Mm. It's a thinker, isn't it? Hmm. Is it? Is it something to do with food? Well, I'm not going to tell you what it is. It could. It's, it could oh. be anything. It's something the special effects crew gave a nickname. Could be a lightsaber. Could be a village or a town. 
could be a ship, could be anything. Okay, if you haven't got it by now, I'm afraid you're gonna have to put a guess down. Mm. Did you have guesses down? Mm. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Question number three What does the term, and I think you'll both get this, blue harvest mean in the context of the original trilogy? What does the term Blue Harvest mean in the context of the original trilogy? I'm not hearing you both say you have this straight away. Ooh. Do we have any idea? It was, it was, it, that was. Dave, 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 Dave. We will just. I don't know more from Family Guy. You might be close just by doing that. No. No? Yes, I think okay, I Okay, I'm going to have to ask you to make a guess then, please. Gross. Either of you? Have you got guesses down? Uh... Okay, I'm going to move you on. I'm going to move you on. You're going to have to guess it. Yeah, I just scribbled it. I've taken a guess. Okay, well, that's, to be honest, that's... These are quite obscure questions. So, this is a good one, right? It, it requires some thinking, but I think you'll both get it. I have complete faith in you. You thought so the question of- is, how many characters' hands does Anakin stroke Darth Vader cut off? How oh. many characters' hands does Anakin, or as, Darth, as Anakin or Darth Vader cut off in the films? So characters, not hands. Characters, yeah. Oh, I thought we were counting hands. So you can you can put the number you can put the number, but I'd, if you can think of who it is, bonus points. How many do you think you've got, Dave? Um, Are we supposed to answer? Well, oh, actually, you're right. No, I can't. Yes, yes, you're right. Sorry, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you think you've got an answer. Um, one second, one second. I'm just there's, there's some that I think are obvious. Um, Mary, you seem a bit more confident on this. Are we, are we supposed to answer now? Because I like you, you just asking. have to say I'm very confident I've got the correct number and people. Oh, are you? Uh, I, I'm fairly confident. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you five more seconds. And then I'm going to move you on, okay? Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, okay. I've, I think I've got mine. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right, time's up on that. Okay, okay, so that was question four of the five questions Jedi Council Star Wars Quiz Extravaganza. <laughs> Are you serious? Right, this one, this one is I'll, a hard I'll, question. Can you come back to the next one, please? This is the hard question, okay? Oh. All right. I am going to read you six opening lines from Star Wars films, okay? Okay? You need to match the line with the film. Do you understand that? Yes. Okay. All right. So, the first one is... Command Station. This is ST321. Code Clearance Blue. What film did that start? Do you repeat it? 
Sure. Command station, this is ST321. Code clearance, blue. We ready to move on? Uh... <laughs> you either know it or you don't. Vera's <laughs> <laughs> keeping so quiet. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. Senator, we're making our final approach to, into Coruscant. Senator, we're making our final approach into Coruscant. What film is that from? Um, okay, I think that one's easier. Yeah? Yeah? Mary, have you got it written down? Uh, yes. Brilliant. Probably wrong. <laughs> okay, the third one. The film starts off like this. Captain. <laughs> I'll repeat that. Just in case you need out. One word. This film starts like this. Captain. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. Are we guessing? No, I know that one. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Dave, you got it? Oh, I've got some it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mary. That, if you might, can... that might make my first one wrong. Oh, go on, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, uh, uh, I'll be shocked if you don't get this one, okay? Yes. All the pressure is on you, okay? Okay. okay. The film starts like this. Lock on to him, R2. <laughs> Mary, that's a dirty laugh. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Shall I repeat that for you? No. Yes, please. Lock on to him, R2. Lock on to him, R2. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Ooh. Okay. Okay, what film does this start? Echo 3 to Echo 7. Han, old buddy, do you read me? Okay, I've got that one. Oh, God, Echo that's messed up. Echo 3 to Echo 7. Han, old buddy, do you read me? That's yeah, the first that one, one Dave's been confident on. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. This has turned into something you didn't expect, hasn't it? Absolute road crush. Mara's <laughs> <laughs> so giggling She's got some of these <laughs> Okay This is your final one Okay, okay. It's your final one Did you hear that? <laughs> As I said it's your final one Did you hear that? Mm, yes I did Thank you very much <laughs> Do you need more of oh. it? Okay Okay, on okay, on the basis that I knew that last next to last one. Yeah. I think it's meant I've scribbled out a couple of other guesses earlier up where I had a multiple options. <laughs> Dave there's six out of eight here. It's eight? I thought it was well, out eight of the original. Films you could have written down. I thought it was the original six. Ooh, is it? I was just working on the original six. Why would you do that? Because there's ten films in total. 
Are there any counts in Skywalker Skywalker series? Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> right, let's do the answers. Let's do no, the answers. No, 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 no. Let's no, do I, the answers. No. Come on, people. Well, I'm, I'm busy oh, people. Yeah, I've I'm, got things to do, Dave. Things to do. Come on. I thought it was the original six. Well, that's your mistake, isn't it? So, um, okay. What is the answer to the question? Which is the only film of the original six in which the desert planet Tatooine doesn't appear? Mera? No, I don't want to go first. Go oh, first. Well, I said Revenge of the Death, but I don't think it's right. Dave? This Empire. It is Empire. Dave is right. Oh, yeah, yeah. One for Dave, one nil Dave. <laughs> I, write, I scribbled down Hoth for some reason as my first attempt. <laughs> and then I scribbled that out. No, what I mean is Empire. <laughs> I've just realised I've got to record these scores somehow. Oh, no. Okay, one today. <laughs> okay. So, question number two. Complete guess, I'd expect this one. What? Which prop ended up nicknamed the Pork Burger? Mine's a guess from it being Hamburger. Because I've, I've heard that the Falcon was referred to as a hamburger before. Yeah. So I'm going to go for Falcon. Me too. Mera? Yes, I said that. Well, it is now two to one to Dave. Yeah. I said Falcon? Yeah, you both get a point. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> two to one. Dave has two points. Dave has a 100% record. Oh. Yeah, that's about to end. Okay. It is. I'm gonna I'm gonna clean sweep at the end. <laughs> oh beautiful. Love it. Love the competition. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I have faith. I have faith. So okay. Next one. What do we think the term blue harvest means in the context of the original trilogy? It, that who's going first? Dave. I'm, this is a guess. I'm, I'm guessing it was the fake name used for Star Wars. Mera? Um, yeah. Yeah. You can't just guess now. What did you write down? I said it was a working <laughs> title. I wrote working title. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to give for, you for the that. I'm, I'm not going to give you you that, I'm afraid. For it was indeed the, the fake title of Return of the Jedi. I, I just said that. I didn't hear you say that. I did say Return of the Jedi. You, but that's not what you wrote just, down. No, that's just making it up now. Exactly. I'm sorry, Mera. I'm not allowing that. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm I sorry. Think... Nil poir. Nil poir. <laughs> <laughs> There's an RT bleep. <laughs> How many characters' hands does Anakin or Darth Vader cut off? Mera? Well, Give I... Give me a I could only think of Dooku in... Did he do Maze? Give me a number. Well, I just said it. Two. Dave? Oh, oh, right. Well, I'm going for three. See, oh. he didn't write three down. He just hey. that. He had two as well. <laughs> you had Daft Aranus, You had Luke Skywalker. And you had Maze. Uh, oh. That is exactly that right, talking. Dave. That I is exactly right. Well, I was toying hey. as well. With a sun person. Well, you so can't add to it. Allie didn't. Yeah. Allie didn't let me add to it, so he can't. You can't add to it. <laughs> I didn't ask me. And if that's the case, I get the last question too. <laughs> I'm sorry, but 
I am the final judger of this, and I give Dave the point. No. Three points to one. You're fired. What? <laughs> Dave, this I also, don't I also, invite Americans onto the podcast. I also scribbled down numbers of fans as well. You're fired. Me? I did okay. actually say you'd get a bonus point if you could name them all, and you did. I said, well, only because oh, I said. Oh. Super. 4-1 to Dave. Oh. 4-1 today. Mara, I don't know why you can make this up now. There's I'm not making it up now. No, no, you can make up the, the deficit. I think she has to go first from now onwards. No. No. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I did go first and then you got the point because you came after me. <laughs> because she got it wrong. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> anyway, fine. <laughs> okay, so films, first lines. Command station. This is S2, 3, 2, 1, co clearance blue. Dave, what is that from? I think it's when Vader's shuttle is docking at the Death Star 2 in Return of the Jedi. We don't care what happens, Dave. Mera? <laughs> Which one? It's Return of the Jedi. It is Return of the Jedi. Five points to two. What? <laughs> you get a point, Mera. He, Dave oh, gets a point. Very much. It's five points to two. It's your second point. Uh, this is where it all goes wrong now, because I, I, there's a couple where I'm certain, but I don't know about the others now. Senator, we're making our final approach into Coruscant. Mera? Long <laughs> Which one? Episode two, Clone Wars. Attack, yeah. Whoa. Dave? I think it's Attack of the Clones. Now, Mary got the title wrong, so can we give it to her? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I said episode two. (laughs) You said the Clone Wars, which, of course, was a film. It was an animated film. If you don't give me that point, I am going to something. (laughs) (laughs) The chair does not like the threat to his life given there. However, no cookies for Ali. <laughs> I will give you the point, but I just want you to know that's from the bottom that's... of my heart, not because you should have got it. Yes, I should have. <laughs> Unless Dave wants to say that he doesn't think you should have it. What? Oh, oh. Can I tell you offline? <laughs> No, you must say it to Mara's face. Do you think she got the title wrong and she shouldn't get the point? She got the title wrong, but she got the film number right. Thank you. So what are you saying, Dave? Half a point? No, she's having a small point. (laughs) It might come down to half a point, Miss. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. I helped you with the hands. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so I don't know if you remember this but what film started with this oh not Wait done a minute. it is this, this is, you don't yep. go off the extracurricular right now Alistair you just keep going <laughs> yep I just talk over Captain what film started with that right well, on, on the, I'll go for this one because this, this is completely random I haven't got the foggiest because I was going for the first six films I'm saying it was Phantom Phantom Menace Mara? Phantom. Menace. Really? 7-4. It is the Phantom Menace. 
That was that was that was my biggest guess of all of them. Uh oh, uh oh. Right, so there's only a few questions left now. It's getting critical. Mera, I said you'd get on get this one straight away. Prove me right. Look on to him, R2. Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Dave. I went for revenge because I was thinking it was the battle over Coruscant. You're both correct. Yes. Of course we are. Eight points to five. Okay. Echo three to Echo seven. Han, old buddy, do you read me? Empire. Empire strikes back. Nine to six. Nine <laughs> to I six. Like, go for points there by saying the full title. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 nine to six. Nine to six. And our final one. Did you hear that? New Hope. Star Wars. A New Hope. <laughs> you see, I deliberately tried to put you off, Dave, by saying they were from those films, but in fact you were right. They were all from the original. Uh, just thought I'd try and put you off to see if you'd change your answer. Uh, but we have a winner. No, have- I want half a point on number four. <laughs> You're not having it. So... Yeah. And on the Attack of the Clones. Mary, guess what? What? This time it's taxation with no representation. Oh, I will find you. R2! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <R2! laughs> the Empire struck back. Ten to seven, Dave. Yay. You're not even clapping, are you, Mara? What? Did you clap? No. Why not? Because I'm holding a grudge right now. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Dave. You've won the inaugural quiz, Dave. Congratulations. I have nothing against you, Dave. Uh, I bet you're both looking forward to the next time Alex and (laughs) and Andy aren't available and we can do the quiz again. Oh, sure. Oh, yes. I knew it. I knew it would be. I'm asking the questions, Bucko. I don't think so. Not unless I can Google. Um, so we're going okay, to go. Just, 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 just to, to go back to those those film ones. Yeah. I literally went on the, the um, basis of writing down multiple names for each movie and then scribbling them out as other movies then popped up. So it was literally my first my for the first one. It was either going to be Empire and or Return. I wasn't certain which. The second one was was definitely going to be Attack of the Clones. The third one was either Empire or Phantom because I couldn't tell which. Then then I thought, right, okay, well, I'm not certain. And then the next one then became Revenge. I worked that one out straight away. The next one, because it being the Echo one, I knew for a fact that was definitely Empire, which meant that I could go back to my other two and start scribbling out. If, if I had not had that one, I probably wouldn't have got them. So you're saying really Mera would have won? Yes. Um, if I would not for your guesswork. No, I would have dropped two. Oh, if you dropped two, then we would have had real problems with the one that I didn't give her. Yes, yes. <sighs> you were robbed, Mara. Anyway. I was robbed. Yeah. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. It's a good job you let me write them down. Because if I, I had just had to answer them, I wouldn't have been concerned. Okay, our darling listeners, you weigh in. You let us know. Did they treat me right? I mean, was this a fair oh. fight? Was this a fair fight? I mean, I know my stuff. 
But I won't pull the feel sorry from Mara because I'm not of that fiber. Then why are you doing it now? Love R2. Because R2 is whispering in my ear. You've got the first question wrong. R2 is whispering in your ear. You've got a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. Shall we move on to the main feature? Who'd have thought Mara Ranger is a sore loser? A sore loser with a dirty laugh, Dave. Only because I was right and it was held against me on technicalities. Even if you got... No, I'm sorry. You wasn't right. <laughs> you missed that guy walker. He chopped off his own son's hand. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't think of the other... Oh, fine. Plus, I gave you a full point when Dave wanted to give you half for getting Attack of the Clones wrong. <laughs> All right, Next. <laughs> so we're moving on to our final feature of the day um where we take an in-depth dive into a discussion topic and today's one is quite interesting what i've asked mary and dave to do is think of their top three characters in star wars and explain why they love them so much so i feel it's only right to first of all take this to the smited mary ranger (laughs) Who can tell us, I've got a feeling, that it might be a droid as her number one. You don't know me. You don't know my life. But yes, it is R2 as number one. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we've got to know you tonight a little bit more. Oh, well, I'm a good actress, too. I mean, I figured, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So R2, explain why, where it all begins, why you love him so much, what you think he brings to the films. Oh, well, I mean, it all goes back to seeing um, Star Wars in the theater. And I mean, other than the ships, him and D-3PO are the first people we see, people, um, characters really that say anything. Yeah, I don't know. There was just something about R2's... um, I could tell by how C-3PO was talking to him that, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's just something um, about little R2 that was like, he is going to save everybody's life. I was right. I was right. He's always saving everybody's took us um, and saving the day. I mean, he takes a lot of abuse. Let's face it. He's asked to do everything. Everybody expects him to do it. Everybody expects him to do it in 10 seconds or less or even shorter time. And what does he do? He delivers every single time. I mean, really. Even when C-3PO makes him go to the wrong port in the Cloud City. Does he hold a grudge? Well, he might. (laughs) Well, you don't know that. You can't understand what he's saying. I understand, R2. We have a special connection. I think he's the rudest droid in Star Wars. (laughs) He says his mind, and I love it. He stands up for himself. I'd like to hear more about the rudeness, Dave. I, I think if he was to translate all his bleeps and whistles, and especially his raspberries, Mm-hmm. I think you would find that he's got a foul little mouth. I'm sure. But but do you mean rude as well in terms of you'd like him least? Oh, no, no, he's just rude. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 
I mean, that sort of rude. So, so Dave, what would you say about R2? Why, why do you think Mary's made a good choice? I didn't say she had. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> fight, 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 fight. <laughs> he, he, so, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be in my top three, but um, I, as wheelie bins go, he's fairly good. Right. Well, but we're talking about my three favorite right now. Not, oh. I mean, is is are we supposed to counteract each other's favorites? Well, I thought we could have a little discussion around why they're so great. You know, I think okay. I think R two's solid, but you know, okay. yeah. Well, that's your choice. Yeah. I'm trying to roll her up to see what happens. I've already been rolled up. I'm tired. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I should have realized. No. <laughs> okay, Dave, what would your one of your top three be? Luke Skywalker. Oh, go on. Oh, that was a surprise. He's... I, I, I think very similar to, to Mera, because of watching the original movies when I was a kid, and, and seeing it for the very first time on, on a big screen. Luke was brought in as just an everyday kid that could live anywhere. And, and from being an, an absolute nobody, he turns out to be the most powerful man alive. And I, I think that just, that just sits as an aspiration that you should never think that just because you, you may be lowly born that you can't aspire to greatness. Yeah. Okay. Mara, what do you think about Luke? Luke is actually my second favorite. Okay, then continue. Be- because of that, because, you know, I always kind of go between him and Leia and not because we find out that they're twins, but I mean, Leia came from, I mean, she was a wonderful role model for me and uh, being a strong woman and don't take any guff and you don't need a guy to rescue you. You can be your own hero. She really solidified that for me. But I, I, I agree with Dave. I mean, when seeing this in the theater, I mean, we all can kind of connect that we feel like a nobody sometimes. Mm. Um, or, or maybe not a nobody, but somebody not of significance. You know, what, what's our purpose? We are always wondering that. And for some reason, Luke being, you know, an average Joe from what we saw at first, we didn't know. Yeah. You know, just, he just wanted to be in the academy. He wanted to do things. He reacted the way, I mean, everybody's like, oh, he's a great wino. But I, what teenager hasn't coptitude, you know, about like, well, I want it my way. Why can't I do it this way? Every single teenager has done this. Even in their 20s and 40s sometimes. But he had purpose. I mean, when he went out to those, to, you know, the sun's setting, it will always resonate with me that I felt like there's something more about this, this boy. And he became, he was the greatest. I he mean, did. yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. He, he, he didn't give up no matter what. His heart, his heart was like unstoppable, and it still is. I mean, I personally may be unpopular with this, but even with the prequels and going back to 
Anakin story and stuff. I'm sorry. It has always been Luke's story. It always will be to me. Every single Skywalker episode. Okay. Can I can I jump in there? Yeah. Because I disagree with that, and Luke wouldn't make my top three. I think it's always been Anakin's story all the way through it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wonder. I, I wonder. I it was Anakin's. It was Anakin's story. I agree with that. But I do wonder. I've noticed something here. So maybe I can go into that a little bit in a minute because Anakin is my number one. Dave, who's your second one? Captain Rex. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not not what I expected. Okay. You we'll were thinking back. we were just going to go OT, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I did actually. I did. And to be honest, the more I thought about it, my three are all from the prequel bit when I really watched them. So I wondered if we were going to go for our own errors. No. Okay. All right. So go, go for Captain Rex then. Oh, I think it's because I've seen him in two different generations now. Um, and when you saw him in the original Clone Wars, he was by the book, he was, that's the way he starts off. He, he is your officer that follows instructions, does what he's told, but he's also the, he's, he's the war bitten. He's, he knows his way around a fight. And then as the, the Clone Wars carries on, he becomes more of a mentor to Ahsoka Tano and um, a confidant of hers and a friend of hers. And then you don't, you don't see it in the cartoons. It, it might pop up in the resurrected Clone Wars, um, but somehow he breaks with his programming. He doesn't become the Jedi Slayer that quite a few other clones became. Um, and then when you see him in the, the Rebels TV show, he is a much more worldly wise. He's seen life outside of the army, um, but he's still a professional soldier. He's still, um, trustworthy. He has respect for command, but he's, he is still able to think his own way out of a fight. He's still in control of what he's doing. And I think that's what that's what I like about him. He's all the way through. He's always been a very strong character. He never deviated from being a very strong, very principled character. Um, and the fact that he managed to to break his own programming, um, we, we made him better than the other clone troopers, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. And of course, he we story really we last see him is at the Battle of Endor. So he was there right at the end as well. He was indeed, although none of us knew that at the time. None of us knew that until roughly this time last year, and uh, Rebels confirmed it. <laughs> Um, do you know what, Mary? You've actually opened up a whole line of discussion. Sorry, I've been thinking about this, about the Anakin Luke story thing. So I'll, I'll go for my first. My first one's Anakin. I think the whole thing was about him. Um, I love the development of the character. You know, he's without doubt the darkest, baddest, biggest bad guy in all of cinematic history for me. Um, seeing the way that he turned, 
it's a little bit heartbreaking, even though that we were going to see it. His battle with Obi-Wan for me is one of the finest pieces of cinema ever done. The entire fight scene and the way it ends, you were the chosen one, you know, absolute shivers down my spine just to think about that. Absolutely loved it. But I'm thinking about what you've said about the Luke thing, Meryl. And I think had they written seven and eight in a certain way, it might have been Luke's story. But I think the way that they haven't done it means that it isn't because they haven't focused on Luke in 7-8 the way that most people thought that they would. So I kind of still think it's Anakin's story, but I could be wrong. Dave, what do you think He's, about that? Well, I, I see the first six as Anakin's story. Yeah. And I see, I see the, the, the sequels as... I don't know where I see them anymore. No, because I, 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 I was thinking about that. Yeah. Because if, 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 you know, Kylo Ren's worship of Darth Vader, if that had turned the way that we all thought it would with Force Ghosts and all that kind of stuff, and now we know that objects can have things like a Horcrux from the recent Darth Vader cartoons, it, it kind of means that he's still influencing things from afar. But it hasn't really... I don't know, the more I think about it, it's not really Skyforce. Yeah. Yeah, if, but, if he was if he was a force ghost coming back, he would actually be the the rejuvenated Jedi saying, "What on earth are you doing, you idiot?" Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't. It'd never be a Vader. Vader would never have come back because Vader was vanquished. Vader was put to rest by Anakin when he turned back to the light. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and me, that's. That's, I was going to say that for me, that's why the first six movies are, are Vader's, or not Vader, but Anakin's story. I'm not Anakin, even Vader's yeah. story. It's Anakin's story. It's, it's Anakin's rise from obscurity, very similar to his son's. His rise from obscurity, his descent into madness, and ultimately becoming evil, but due to his madness rather than because he was inherently evil. And then his resurrection through his son and his redemption. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even his madness came from love. It did. It did. He was attached, and ultimately, it was his attachment to his family which brought about his redemption and the destruction of the the Sith. the empire yeah. and the Sith. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it, technically, it it is Anakin's story, but I I will always think it's Luke's. I will always yeah. feel it's Luke's. As Luke was the pure heart um, throughout, throughout, yes. even at the worst times, he was throughout. There were he had his destiny to help to save his father. Yeah. And yeah. yes, yeah. you know, totally agree. Totally agree. Again, yeah. Never gave up. Never threw in the towel. He stands in front of the most powerful Sith Lord ever, and he throws down his lightsaber and says, "No, you have failed." I'm a Jedi like my father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give my second one as well, so we can all finish roughly in time. And it was a brilliant segue, Dave, because my second favourite is the most powerful Sith Lord ever, Palpatine. <laughs> I love Palpatine as a character. The fact, you know, he was always pulling the strings from behind and it was only revealed, concealed in front of the Jedi, the things that he did. I mean, there's still a part of me, right? Let's not do Last Jedi, okay? Please, let's not do Last Jedi. 
But, but we've but, skated around that one because you could talk about what happened to Luke in Last Jedi. But so that, that uh, was not Luke. Okay, you know we all agree with that. But, but let me let me just finish the point. There's this odd situation for the ninth film, okay, where Snoke was going to be the real big bad. Yeah, I think we all agree, and they killed him off. And even if you think Kylo Ren is the bad person in this, he's still unstable. He's not really a big, big, bad character in my view. And so I think the only way they can redeem that, and I don't know how they do it, maybe use the clone things that we've seen in other things, is have some version of Palpatine still pulling the strings. It's the only way I can imagine that the that it all came about so quickly with the First Order and that there was some big plan in the background because if they don't have a real big bad or unless they unite to fight this thing coming out of the of the Outer Rim, I just don't see who the evil is in the next film. Mm. So Palpatine for me, I'd like to see him back in episode nine. And I think he is the baddest of the bad. So he's my second favourite. Not in either of yours? He's, he's not in mind. I can understand why, though, why he is, he could be. Because, yeah. And, and to be fair, the way he's played yeah. as being on the, the scheming senator and, and then ultimately um, the emperor, I, I love the way he's played in the movies. And, yeah. and the, the prequels really built his character up fantastically. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I am the Senate. And when the jet, and when Mace Windu comes, I mean, that is just such a good scene. Ooh. It's so good. So that would be mine. Um, as, I'm, as I'm on a roll, uh, I might as well do my third favourite because I think it might overlap with one of yours. And if it does, please say so. Obi-Wan. No. Yeah. Yes, for you, Mara? Yeah. yeah. Okay, do you it, want to explain why you like him? I th- oh, you're not going to go first? Yeah, you go first. It's fine. There we go. <laughs> no, no, you. No, okay. Um, well, it hadn't been, um, with, um, but because, again, there was the, there's so much about Leia that I liked and admired um, as far as a role model for me. Um, but with the prequels, seeing um, the young Obi and, you know, taking on something that was, was so beyond him, his growth, his, his, um, I, I, I don't know if I can really like say it eloquently enough, but there's just, this um <laughs> it's almost like he wants to learn so much so soon and be so good he's got this this heart that's just about as pure as luke's in my opinion um but he I don't know if I can say. I mean, it's almost like he takes things on um, that's much greater than himself, uh, which why he needs Yoda a lot. Or um, I don't. I don't know. I think there's this element of Obi that I failed. I I I didn't know 
what I was doing. I didn't know the impact of, of what it would be. And he didn't, he didn't let that destroy him. Mm. He, you know, and he could have, I mean, what we get the greatest Sith of all that is Obi-Wan's Padawan (laughs) and not by, you know, choice. I mean, he was, Anakin was, you know, not, he was basically rejected by the Jedi council. He's just too old. He's what, there's something we sense. And, um, and Obi doesn't, doesn't give up. I don't feel, I, I don't know. There's just something about him that's just struck me that he persevered and he did his job and he did it with, um, a purity. I, that I find rare in all the other Jedis that, um, he came from. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, not only did he train him, he then defeated him. Yeah. And he didn't defeat just one Sith Lord. He defeated two of them. Right. This is a Jedi who is extremely gifted with a lightsaber, yeah. strong with the Force. We saw him in the Clone Wars, just how brilliant he could be. He survived Order 66. This is a pivotal character from the very first time you see Alec Guinness portray him in the first film you you sort of see this wise old actor but when you find out what he did in his previous life I suppose you could call it in a way as a Jedi it was it was unbelievable I love the arc the entire arc starting with um well I guess so from the prequels now and all the cartoons going up through the original trilogy his story is so complete mm-hmm. it's a yeah. real character i mean i think i i think i've all i think i've said this before i think he's the film that i would most like to see them do mm-hmm. um i'd love to see um i'd love to see it, it, uh, further what happened between the period after the the, the um uh, clone wars into into revenge and all that um i i think he's the most complete character in in my view in in probably my all of star wars dave I, I do like Obi-Wan. I do like him. And the Clone Wars really, again, fleshed mm-hmm. him out fantastically. Yeah. Um, gave him more purpose. Showed him to, to have loves, not just to be a Jedi. Um, yeah, I can see why. Yeah, I, I, I love that fact that he could understand... Mm-hmm. Um, Anakin's position because he'd been there mm. because he him and Duchess Satine who he loved and you never know we may not have seen the end of that storyline because there could be a whole children thing down the line we don't know about that yet um, so his story might not even be over yet but I, I yeah he's, he's definitely in my top three so I think that only leaves you Dave with your last choice I was torn over this Mm. it's not easy there's a lot of great characters <laughs> it, it is it, it's a case of top three and then yeah. it's, it was only when I started thinking about it did Rex pop up into my top three and he's someone that you've never seen in any of the movies really right no um, I, I mean Kanan and Ezra are, are, are high on my list as well actually yeah they like, in the movies oh yeah well, well, I, well, I, okay so- I, well, Ahsoka was my number four. Ultimately, she, she was my number four. And she was edged out at the very last minute 
because again, similarly as we've just said that the um, the first six movies were the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker, and then ultimate rise and redemption again. You could, for me, I've always thought that the the Clone Wars were the story was the story of Ahsoka. I didn't see that so much as the story of Anakin and Obi Wan, mm-hmm. in a way, because we knew their story uh, outside of this. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah, it, it, was, it, it filled in the time for a few years, maybe, but she was a brand new character, and you never saw her anywhere else. And maybe that's why Rex was also like one of my favourites. Because it became their story, and we saw her grow up and mature from from a child to a young lady who makes her own decisions and turns her, her back on the Jedi Order because she she sees that it's flawed. In, in 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 a way, she sees the rot that is actually within the Jedi before the Jedi see the rot themselves. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, she wasn't my number three. <laughs> she was I feel like Dave just got a fourth in there, Mera. I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she, she was very close, but ultimately it was more Darth Maul. Uh, I did wonder. I did wonder, because that would definitely have been Alex's. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's got to be more for me as well. Um, just because... <sighs> We've already discussed it. I mean, he brought an entire different way of viewing a lightsaber battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and unlike Vader, which was almost from from the original trilogy, his his anger and his menace came more from being a looming presence, mm. whereas. We saw um, in, in Darth Maul the first time that uh, a Sith could actually be uh, a, a, a beast, uh, a warrior, uh, uh, a murderous killer that, that would just wade through opponents to get to his enemy. And the, the Clone Wars resurrected that his storyline and took it further and it just it showed how much of an out of control psychopathic lunatic he was Mm. yeah yeah no I can see that and of course when you think of he's another character though isn't it that has so significantly changed Mm. in the last well, I suppose five, six years now going back on the Clone Wars, the fact that when he comes back and then he has a brother and I oh know not brother, brother, but brother, that whole storyline, the Emperor, when he actually faces him down and destroys him is amazing. And then we got the real closure, of course, in Rebels with, um, yes. with him taking uh, first Wesra as a sort of, yeah, to, to his heart. And then, you know, to bring him back to Obi-Wan, how he died was was perfect with a single single strike of his lightsaber. Now, I'm still certain from the twin sons, wasn't it? Not two sons. Um, I, I'm still certain that Maul went there to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. He, his attack was everything that you remember about 
small in that it was flamboyant and it was grandesque and and everything about what he could be, but it was completely open, and he just impaled himself upon Obi Wan's lightsaber. Yeah, it was two old men, two old friends, but in a way, but two old warriors. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful. Um, no, I, I, I can understand more. I think if Alex was here, he might say um, Boba Fett might be up there for one mm-hmm. of his, because I know he likes him. But I think I think we've got a, a nice nice range there. And in unbelievably, I think this might be the shortest Jedi Council podcast ever, which mm-hmm. which I'm sure some people would be delighted at. But um, Mera, do you have any yeah. final thoughts? Um. Um, lots of exciting things. Thanks for letting me, you know, get a little crazy. <laughs> she did get a bit crazy, Dave. She did. She did. She did. Just a little. But I felt comfortable, which means I feel comfortable with you guys. So I love my Jedi brothers uh, in the Force. So um, I can't wait for Galaxy's Edge. I'm really looking forward to uh, the other Clone Wars um, animation. Um, do we even have a kind of date on that? No, or? nothing since that trail oh, dropped. Too bad. Um, but definitely the Mandalorian. I want to be a Mandalorian when I wake when I wake up. <laughs> when you grow up. <laughs> when I grow up. Um, waking up is sooner. That'd be great. Uh, I'm really, really excited for that. I can't wait to to see this live show and the possibilities of what that can do for. Star Wars shows, mini movies. I, I don't care. I'm. It's just. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I agree. Dave, who'd have thought that Mary was a bad loser? I am not a bad loser. I don't know. Who thought that? It's kind of been bubbling away, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah. I will have my revenge. <laughs> At the next quiz. <laughs> um. Final thoughts, final thoughts. Star Wars is great. There you go. It is. It is. I'll echo that because, I, as I said, I've been watching them all again. Um, it's amazing how they've aged so brilliantly. I think you can watch 80s films. You know, they're from the 80s. You can watch films from older. They, they age terribly. Star Wars hasn't. Yeah. Still looks great. Um, I've enjoyed watching them back, and I think if you haven't done it for a little while, watch them. Watch, watch the original trilogy again and just enjoy the brilliance of it all um so with that we are the jedi council you can follow us on social media on twitter facebook and we are at the jedi underscore council um love to hear your views love to hear your feedback um and we're also on instagram of course and may the force be with you the force will be with you always